glad you're here this morning. Uh, whenever you come into the church building, especially on Sunday mornings and Sunday afternoons, how are you greeted? You get greeted with a snarly face? Are people rude to you? I would say that most of us would say no. That's not how we're greeted when we come into the church building. We're usually greeted with a smile, a, a how are you, glad to see you, did you have a good week, you know, those kinds of things. But I think that what could sum it up is we're usually, or I'd say I've always been treated and greeted with kindness whenever I walk in this building. And I hope that you would all say the same thing. So this morning, we're going to talk a little bit about kindness. You know, it's interesting to me the language that's used in the Bible when addressing the need to develop various attributes in our lives as Christians. Colossians chapter 3, verse 12 says, Put on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering. In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 21 through 32 if so be that ye have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus, that ye put off concerning the former conversation the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitfulness lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that ye put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness, wherefore putting away lying, speak every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another, be ye angry and sin not, let not the sun go down upon your wrath, neither give place to the devil. Let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor, working with his hands the thing which is good that he may have to give to him that needeth. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers, and grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath given you. We look at this phrase, put on, it gives you the sense of, of actually putting something on, like putting on clothes, putting on a t-shirt, and there's several verses in the New Testament that uh, have the same, you know, that have that same phrase, uh, and in the Greek, what that really means, it says to uh, invest with clothing, or to clothe with, so like I said, it's like the idea of putting on a shirt, maybe putting on your pants, something like that, so it's as if Paul is telling us, when you wake up in the morning, you should think carefully about what you're going to put on. You know, remember to, to get dressed spiritually, emotionally, and physically. So when we wake up in the morning, we decide what kind of attitude we're going to have that day. We're going to have a positive attitude, or we're going to have a bad attitude. And that can change how we act towards people. We have a bad attitude, more than likely we're not going to act nice to everyone that we see, especially if they're not nice to us in, in the first place. And I think that uh, being kind isn't always something that just comes natural to everybody. You know, some people are just naturally kind. And I think that women are more naturally kind 
than men are. You know, I look at the, the ladies in my life, uh, and they go out and they'll do something kind for someone. And in my mind, I'm thinking, can't they do that themselves? <laughs> Why are y'all going out to do that? But you know, I'm missing the point. It's not the point that they can do it themselves. They're doing it out of the kindness of their heart because they want to do it, not because they have to, but because they want to. And sometimes I miss that mark, you know. I, I just do. But that's why women more, are more kind, I guess, than, than probably most men. But if you look over what we just read in Ephesians, most of it <clears throat> has something to do with being kind because being kind is a very important attribute as a, a Christian. I mean, how are you going to bring somebody to church or lead somebody to Christ if you're not kind to them to begin with? It's going to be hard to do that, isn't it? If I went and I was mean to Zane the first time I met him, do you think that he would want to be around me? Do you think that he would want to come to church with me? If we were just complete strangers, probably not. He just wouldn't. So we should be kind to our friends. We should be kind to our family members, to people that don't like us, you know, to strangers, people that maybe we don't care for so much. We should be kind to anyone that we come in, con in contact with. So kindness has been described as love <clears throat> in action. And a few more definitions that I found are the quality of being friendly, generous, and considerate, a kind act, archaic, affection. So it's not something that is merely just emotional. It's something that's practical, it's, vis it's visible, and it's active. So there in Ephesians chapter 4, <clears throat> verse 32, where it says, Be ye kind one to another. It's to actively be kind. So put kindness in action, so to say. You know, sometimes we need a little bit of motivation, don't we? So why should we be kind? What's our motivation to be kind? You know, nowadays it can be a bit risky to, to show kindness to some people because they... Um, they might misunderstand our kindness. They might think, what are you, what are they being so nice to me for? What's in it for them, you know? If you go up and you're nice to a total stranger, they're going to think, people aren't normally this nice, <laughs> especially to someone they don't know. They gotta, there's got to be something that they want out of me in order for them to be kind to me. You know, I've, um, I've seen some news reports, and it's probably been a couple of years now since I saw it, <clears throat> but saw news reports of, of people that were stranded on the side of the road, and someone trying to be nice, you know, they pull over, and they get out, and they ask, you know, what can we do to help? You got a flat tire? Or what? And the next thing they know, they've got a gun to their head, and somebody's still in their vehicle. Somebody's taking advantage of someone being kind. And you know, sometimes that happens to us. When we're kind to people, they, they try to take advantage of us. You know, there's nothing wrong with somebody needing something. You know, you go do something kind for them and then still needing some help if they really need the help. But there's some people out there that don't need, necessarily need that help and they try to take advantage of the situation. 
Some people just aren't kind. But God, on the other hand, has been kind to everyone who's ever lived and will continue to be kind to everyone that lives. But just imagine the number of people that have taken advantage of God's kindness. Yet he continues to be kind to mankind, doesn't he? And if, you ever, if you're ever tempted to stop being kind because you think someone might abuse your kindness, ask yourself this question. Do you want God to do the same thing? Do you want him to have the same attitude? Do you want God to withhold his kindness to you because of what others are doing or what they might do? We should be kind because God has been so kind to us. And on a daily basis, we continually benefit from God's kindness. Titus chapter 3, chapter three verse 3 through 7. For we ourselves also were sometimes foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving divers' lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. But after that, the kindness and love of God, our Savior, toward man appeared. Not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to the but according to his mercy, he saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost, which he shed on us abundantly through Jesus Christ, our Savior, that being justified by grace, we should be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. <clears throat> it's because of God's kindness and love that we have hope for eternal life. God has shown us his kindness toward us through Jesus and his sacrifice. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 7, that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us through Christ, Jesus, uh, through Christ Jesus. You know, the world is in need of kindness right now. There's a lot of stuff going on, and the world is in need of kindness. 2 Timothy verse 3 or chapter 3, verse 1 through 5, This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come, for men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures, more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof, from such, turn away. The world around us right now is becoming more and more like this, isn't it? And I'm not here being conspiracy theories saying that the world's about to come to an end. I'm just saying, you look at what's going on around us right now, and it's becoming more and more like this, isn't it? You know, we may not be able to change the world with a simple act of kindness. But our act of kindness could change someone's life. You could have someone at work, you could have someone at school, or wherever it may be that you're kind to. One simple act of kindness could change their life. One act of asking them to come to church with you and then start coming with you to decide that they want to be a Christian, that they want to follow the Lord, if they want to be baptized for the mission of sins, that could definitely change their life, couldn't it? Just a simple act of kindness. And we probably don't give a whole lot of thought to people that we encounter on a daily basis and how their attitude could be a direct result of someone being unkind to them. Because we don't know what's going on in somebody's life. 
But someone being rude to you could be a domino effect of what happened to them early in the morning. Maybe somebody cut them off going to work, or maybe they got to work and their boss was upset for some reason and took it out on them. We don't know. They may have had a bad upbringing. Maybe they just weren't taught how to be kind. I know that's kind of hard to imagine, but it happens, doesn't it? They might work for someone who's very unreasonable, or they have to deal with people that, that aren't nice. And I know it's been said a lot, and I kind of got to this a second ago, but you never know what's going on in someone's life. Someone could have just died. They could have just got diagnosed with cancer. We just don't know. So a kind smile or a friendly hello could be what makes their day could be what makes it a good day for them. In Proverbs chapter 3, verse 3, Solomon writes, Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck. Write them upon the table of thine heart. The idea here is that loving the truth and being kind are two essential qualities, especially if you're a Christian. <clears throat> In your day-to-day -day routine, don't forget to be kind to people. Sometimes that's not easy to do whenever, you know, you've already had to talk with them. And maybe they were already mean to you, and you don't necessarily want to go back and have to talk to them, but you still got to be kind to them. And kindness is good for you. We personally benefit when we're kind to others. And I'm not just talking about the concept of, well, if I'm, if I'm nice to Josh, you know, he's going to be nice back to me. That's not the point. We shouldn't want to be nice to people just so they'll be nice back to us. Proverbs 21, verse 21, He that followeth after righteousness and mercy findeth life, righteousness and honor. Proverbs eleven seventeen: The merciful man doeth good to his own soul, but he that is cruel troubleth his own flesh. Have you ever done something nice for somebody and then just felt completely awful about it? Just like, man, I can't believe I did that. Why was I so nice to them? Why did I do that kind thing? I can't say that I've ever felt that way. You know? Now, maybe if I did something kind for them and then they did something bad to me, maybe that, you know, that's a little different story. But I can't say that I've done something kind for someone, then been really grateful for it, and me just thought felt awful about it. But I have done the opposite. I've seen somebody that needed help, and I didn't stop to help. Or got a phone call of somebody needing help and I didn't go help because, well, I was just too busy. But sometimes it's because I'm busy. Sometimes it's been because I just didn't want to help, you know? Just walk on by and didn't stop to help. And then get to thinking about it later on and think, man, that was, that was wrong. <laughs> I should have stopped and helped. I should have found time to help. I wonder how they're doing, you know, those kinds of things. So I know earlier I said, uh, you know, some people are just naturally, naturally kind, and some people were maybe not so naturally kind, and not necessarily that you don't, that you're not a nice person, but just it doesn't come natural just to go help, you know, it just, it just doesn't. So I'll come up with some elements of kindness. Sensitivity, people who are genuinely kind are aware of the needs of those around them. Philippians chapter 2 verse 4 says, Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. So kindness starts 
with getting your mind off yourself. Be aware of those around you and the help that they may need. Be supportive. And probably the best way we can be supportive is with our words, by kind words, not mean or angry words. One of the first places to put kindness into action is in our speech. Proverbs 15, verse 4, A wholesome tongue is a tree of life, but perverseness therein is a breach in the spirit. Proverbs 10, 13, In the lips of him that hath understanding, wisdom is found, but a rod is for the back of them that is void for understanding. Proverbs 12, 18, There is that, spe- there is that speaketh like the piercings of a sword, but the tongue of the wise is health. Proverbs 31, 26, She openeth her mouth with wisdom, and in her tongue is the law of kindness. When we realize how kind God has been to us, how fortunate we are to be alive and saved, it's easier for us to have kind words, isn't it? Whenever we take our problems and we give them to God and we let Him have have them rather than us trying to fix them ourselves, it's a lot easier to focus on someone else. When our eyes aren't focused on us, it's easier to look up and see who might need help. It's like playing basketball. We've had little dribblers going on. We try to teach those kids, when you're dribbling the ball down the court, look up. Don't just pay attention to your dribbling. Look up. See who's out there that's open. It's kind of the same concept. Look out there and see who else might need some help. But when a person isn't aware of their blessings, it's far easier to be cutting and hurtful with words and always running other people down. When we're focused on ourselves and we're focused on our own problems, it's hard to want to help someone else, isn't it? If you're working on some of your problems, somebody comes up and needs help, and you get frustrated, and you get upset with them when it's not their fault. Sympathy. I know that we often feel un- unqualified to help people who are hurting. Of course, when I think of sympathy, I think of being sympathetic and someone passing away and then being there for the family. And if you're here Wednesday night, I, I shared a little bit um, about something that I struggle with, and, and that's when someone passes away. I have a hard time going, say, to the family's house and you know, being there for them. Um, and part of that, like I said, Wednesday night is because I'm opposite of wanting people around. I want to be left alone. I want to be just, let me go through it myself, and then we can talk later. And so that's something that I probably need to to work on because being there for someone, and I know that, like, when my brother died and my dad died, and I've had grandparents that have passed away, my aunt, uncle, people have been there for me. And I need to do the same. You know, I'm not saying I haven't been there in other ways. I just have a hard time going maybe the day of. And sometimes those situations, they, they seem awkward to us, don't they? But guess what? They're awkward to a lot of people. It may feel a little bit awkward to me, but it's awkward to other people as well. But kindness can be expressed in many ways. It's, it's not just verbally. It's not just necessarily being there physically for somebody. It can be a, a pat on the back. It can be a grasp of the hand. I had a friend whose dad passed away last year, and we're not just really good friends, but we're still friends. There were so many people around giving him hug, I couldn't really get to him, but he made eye contact with me. 
And he reached out with his hand and reached out with my hand and I, you know, I grasped it. And for me, to him, it was, I'm here for you, you know. Sorry for your loss. And him, that was, I saw you, you know. Thank you for being here. Something as simple as that. Going to get groceries, mowing someone's yard for them. You know, a simple phone call, sending a card, maybe just sending a text message. The list can go on and on. And I'm sure that we've all done something uh, in one way or another that's, that's been there for someone, especially when they've had someone pass away. Paul said that one of the qualities of someone who's, who is the Lord's servant is that they are kind to all. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 24, And the servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all men, apt to teach, patient. What this means is that we need to take time for those who are hurting and struggling. Don't assume that someone else has already done it or that someone else is going to do it. Get out of her comfort zone. Go do it. I'm talking to myself. You know, sometimes we got to be straight, straightforward with people. So sometimes kindness is being frank or straight up with somebody, telling someone the truth, laying it out on the line, or leveling with people. That's doesn't seem like it, but it is a demonstration of kindness. Make sure they don't go mess up their life. Solomon wrote in uh, Proverbs 27, 6, Faithful are the wounds of a friend. And in Galatians chapter 4, verse 6, Paul told the Galatians, Am I therefore become your enemy because I tell you the truth? Now, there are times where people need to hear things that are going to hurt their feelings. Sometimes you got to get up in their face and tell them stuff. Look, man, you're about to ruin your marriage. What are you thinking? What are you doing? You're about to make a huge mistake. Dude, you're being dumb. Think about what you're doing. The consequences of what you're about to do may ruin your life. Think about it. Sometimes, like I said, people need to hear that. Understand this, though, being straightforward with someone, telling them what they need, it's not just a hit-and-run conversation. You don't just say it and then leave them. You stick around. You help them. Being a Christian and being kind means that you stick around to help. You continue to follow up with them, whether it's every day or every other day. You got to stick with them. The last element of kindness I have is being spontaneous. I know that kind of sounds like going on a date, huh? I'll tell you what, be spontaneous. <laughs> That's not what I'm talking about. There are times where we can plan kindness. When someone passes away, like I said, or whenever someone's in the hospital, someone's having surgery, we can plan kindness, can't we? We can plan to take a meal. We can plan to go mow the yard. We can plan to go and pray with them. But sometimes things just happen. They just kind of Land in your lap. It's kind of like the Good Samaritan. He saw somebody on the side of the road and needed help. He helped him, didn't he? It just happened. Galatians chapter 6, verse 10, As we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. So don't put off the opportunity to say a kind word, to write a kind note. I mean, any expression of kindness don't waste that opportunity and I think we use the excuse of being too busy a lot oh man I'd really like to go do that but I'm just man I'm just too busy 
I just can't do it. But you know, they make crock pots. <laughs> you can put food in a crock pot overnight and make a meal, and the next morning, before you go and do whatever you're going to do, you can take it. Or maybe you can't do that the next morning. Maybe you put it in a crock pot that next morning. You've got a friend that can come get it that afternoon and take it to whoever it is. There's still something you can do. Find a way to fit it in your schedule. Don't be too busy. Like I said, don't waste those opportunities. Jesus was a son of God, and he didn't waste any opportunity. He made time. We can see that throughout the Bible. I'm not going to go to each of these and read them. Um, we would be here longer than, longer than need be, I guess so to say. But we see him healing the leper, dining with the sinner, preaching to the Gentiles, showing compassion to the sick, and forgiving those who hurt him. And there are a lot more examples that we could use uh, throughout the Bible with Jesus showing kindness. Those are just the ones that, that I found and um, wanted to use. So, And this is, this is an excuse. It's kind of like the, being too busy. Um, the past makes it difficult to be kind. Maybe you did something nice for somebody one time and you got burnt on that. You know, maybe you lent somebody some money and they're going to pay you back and they didn't ever pay you back. So now you've got the attitude of, you know what, I got burnt. I've been burnt too many times. I'm just, I ain't helping nobody. Sorry about your bad luck. Man, I don't think God's going to buy that excuse. Do you? He doesn't care that somebody burnt you in the past. That's not part of being a Christian, just giving up on it and not doing something kind for people. It's not. He wants you to continually be kind no matter what. If you look at Joseph, he had a very difficult past, didn't he? Yet he was still kind. And Joseph said unto them, Fear not, for am I in the place of God? But as for you, ye thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good, to bring to pass as it is this day to save much people alive. It had been real easy for Joseph to get revenge, wouldn't have it? So easy for him to do that. But he didn't. He was kind instead. God meant it for good. So in every aspect of, of our lives, we need to be kind to people. And if you don't, if you haven't paid attention to anything else, pay attention to the end here. <laughs> if you don't like someone or you think they don't like you, Go out of your way to be kind to them. You're here to spread the gospel, and you'll never accomplish that if you're not kind to someone first. Like I said earlier, how are you going to get somebody to come to church? How are you going to get them to want to be here if you're not kind to them to begin with? I don't care if it's a coworker that you don't get along with, a neighbor you don't get along with. I don't care if it's your boss that you don't like. Be kind to them. Kids, all the kids here, listen to me. Be kind to your classmates. Be kind to your teachers. Be kind to the principal. Be kind to the staff. Be kind to your parents. And here's probably a hard one. Be kind to your enemies. Be kind to your rivals from other schools. 
I don't care if you beat them every year. I don't care if they beat you every year. I don't care if they've said something mean about you or have done something mean to you. Be kind to them. Because you never know. Later in life, you may be a coworker. Y'all may have to work together. They may be your boss. And how awkward is that going to be? You spent four years of high school being mean to this person, or, you know, y'all bickered back and forth, whether it may be. Three, four years later, you get a new job. You walk in that first day, whoo, who's your boss? That person you were mean to. How's that going to be? It's not going to be fun, is it? It's just not. If you have a hard time being outgoing, saying hi to people, just being kind, the church building is a great place to learn how to do that. When you come in in the mornings, this applies to kids and adults. When you come in the mornings, don't just come in here and sit down. Go out in the foyer. Go to the doors. Open doors for people. Greet them as they come in. That's a great place to learn and to get over the shyness is just by simply here at the church, telling people how that you already know, that you're already comfortable with. The kids, you're the future of this church. I know David has told us men that are, you know, in our 30s to 50s or whatever. I don't know what age group he's, he's said all that to, but I know he said it to me. You're the future of this church. You need to be here. You need to do this. You need to do that. And we expect these things from you. Well, kids, the same thing goes for you. We expect big things. But imagine this congregation 10 years from now, if you're not kind to people, who's going to want to come to church? Who's going to want to sit here and listen to somebody that hasn't been kind to them? They're not. Imagine these chairs empty just because you weren't kind. Because that's all it would have to take is not being kind to someone for people not to want to come to church. So I challenge you this week to be kind to people. Be kind to that person or people that you don't necessarily get along with. Get out of your comfort zone. You know, maybe you think that someone doesn't like you because they don't say hi to you or they don't talk to you. You know what? Same goes, it's, it's, same goes for them. Maybe they think that you don't like them because you don't say hi to them. You don't talk to them. You know, people think a lot alike. But we got to get out of our comfort zone. We need to say hi and be nice to people. Be the icebreaker. Be the one that breaks the ice of being kind. Who knows, you might end up being great friends. The last thing I'm going to talk about, um, this past week I was talking to a co-worker, and she was asking about Sean, see how he was doing. And, and uh, you know, we talked about, yeah, it's all those prayers on his behalf, and the grace of God that he didn't break anything, and that he's here with us, and, you know, we we're thankful for that. And she got to telling me a story about um, her son back in high school or junior high um, playing basketball. He had a, a bad upper respiratory infection, and he had a hard time breathing, yet he still played that game. And they were playing a rival team, and it was a real close game. She said, I don't even remember what the score was. I don't remember who won, but this I do remember. After the game, he come out of the locker room, and he just, he couldn't breathe, was really struggling. He had two ladies there that were checking on him. I believe they were nurses. And 
there was two players that came out of the other locker room from the rival team, and they come over to him, you know, talk to him, ask him how he was. And we're talking about probably like 14, 14 to 16-year-olds. They come over and talk to him, check on him, and they stopped, and they prayed with him, and they prayed for him. And I guess maybe they were praying out loud, I'm not sure, but some more players come out of the locker room. They stop, and they, they continue to pray with him. Kids were getting off the bus that had already gotten on the bus, coming back inside and praying for this young man. And he started feeling better. And he has friends just from that one act of kindness, friends to this day, and I, I think he's probably around my age, friends to this day he still has because of that one act of kindness. And imagine this. Imagine... You're that first player that comes out of that locker room and you see someone on the opposite team that you've just done battle with on the, on the court struggling, struggling to breathe, or, or maybe they're really hurt. Who knows what it is? But you can see that they need help. Are you going to pass them by just because of your differences? Are you going to pass them by just because they're on the rival team? Are you going to stop and you're going to help? Are you going to be that one act of kindness that makes a difference in someone's life. Because you know what God did for us, right? An act of kindness. He sent his son to this earth to live a perfect life so that he could be the ultimate sacrifice for our sins. So that he could die on that cross and that we might have eternal life with him in heaven. That's the act of kindness that God showed us and that Jesus showed us. So if you're here this morning, maybe you're a Christian, maybe you've done some things that you're not proud of, maybe you've gone off that straight and narrow and you need, some, you need prayers from the church. Or if you're here today and you haven't felt that act of kindness from God and from Jesus, you haven't had that blood shed from Jesus cleanse you of your sins, you haven't been baptized for remission of your sins. We ask that you come forward at this time as we sing the song selected. Thank you for listening to today's sermon podcast. If you'd like to know more about this subject or any other Bible topic, send us a message at our Facebook page, The Church of Christ, Wheeler Area.